The Mount Lockmore Podcast is sponsored by Moneyline Dice. Moneyline aims to revolutionize the sports betting market through the creation of both functional and novelty products that sports bettors of all levels will enjoy. Spotted by its golden peaks, the Moneyline logo symbolizes winning and winning big. That is B-I-G. Featured products include Moneyline Sports Betting Dice, Moneyline Sports Betting Pocket Notebook, Snapback Hat, and much more. Use promo code K-O-T-A-10 to receive 10% off your next order. That is promo code K-O-T-A-10. 10 for 10% off your next order at MoneylineDice.com. Enjoy episode 98 of the Mount Lockmore podcast coming at you now. Again, KOTA 10 to receive 10% off your next order at MoneylineDice.com. Do you need help making your daily sports wagers? Check out the Coda Sports Gambling Network at CodaSportsCappers.com. They offer free daily picks on their website and have a bi-weekly podcast called the Mount Lockmore Podcast that you can find on Spotify, Apple Music, or Google Play. The Coda Sports Gambling Network is home of the top sports cappers in the Dakotas. They are South Dakota's number one source for sports gambling information. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Coda Cappers, or visit their website at CodaSportsCappers.com. All right. Well, hi there, everyone. Um, Welcome to, without a doubt, the most important Mount Lockmore episode that has ever been recorded. Um, I am your um, interim host, Josh Campbell, um, along here with me. Um, per usual, uh, Pumba, how, how, how are you doing today? Hey, doing great. You know, isn't it great that, uh, you know, that obviously Mount Lockmore started with uh, B-Russ and Pace, and now it's just like two upgrades. Yeah, oh, oh I mean, in every sense of the word, just complete and utter upgrades. Like, yeah. we, are, we are going from Tyrod Taylor to Tom Brady, um, without, without a doubt. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm excited to be on here. I'm excited to just chop it up um so yeah let's get started um so this is you know being recorded right before monday night football i would say thus far it might be the biggest game of the year like i feel like whoever wins this game will have the one seed with that coveted by in the afc um bill belichick and his patriots i mean they had one down year and they had one rebuilding season which they might have even got screwed with cam newton getting covid um, like I'll always, I'll, I'll always remember that Seahawks game. Um, and I feel like that, you know, that was before we got COVID last year. And I feel like if they won that, like everything would have been different. Um, but who knows, who knows? Um, so yeah, well, I just was wondering, do you have any thoughts about, uh, this, this Monday night matchup? Well, obviously by the time people listen to this, it'll be after the case, but, um, just following the weather today has been just amazing. I mean, they're going to basically be playing this in. 30 to 40 mile power wins in the cold should be a low scoring game. I don't know. I know a guy named uh, pace. Who's all about the over. I think he's going to be dead wrong. We'll see by the time people listen to this. I, I mean, how are people going to score? It's going to be, it's going to be a great game to watch, but screw the Patriots for being as good as they are this year. It pisses me off. And it's, it's yeah. actually the worst. Like my entire life, they've just been good. And I thought, Tom left, like, we're finally going to get a middling or even bad Patriot squad. Nope. Incorrect. One first round pick, one different quarterback later. They're completely reloaded the defense and they are just fucking back. And it sucks. Yeah. It's hard to believe this after like where we were sitting five to six weeks into the year. But right now we are staring a Chiefs Patriots AFC championship game, like right in the face. Yep. Those two teams. Chiefs have figured it out. Patriots are hot. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the Chiefs teams are just going to roll right into the AFC Championship game again. The Chiefs went from having the worst defense in the league to one of the best. Like, and it's all because they like moved Chris Jones around. It seems like, like, yeah, I, I don't. I guess I, I don't know what exactly they've done differently defensively, but yeah, it's been a world of difference. Mm-hmm. I remember, really, like, yeah, their, their offense has still been. It, yeah, it's still Mah- not the same. Mahomes has not looked like himself still, but that's the thing. I think he's going to figure it out by you know week eighteen and then the playoffs. It's. Uh, yeah. So that, that's that's your uh, that's your prediction, Patriots, Chiefs, AFC. Well, it seems like that. I I hope to God I'm wrong, but that just seems like that's where we're that's like what we're staring in the face right now. Yeah. Is that? Um. I mean, I'd love the Bills or Colts to be uh, you know, making a Super Bowl appearance, but um, yeah. As far as tonight's game, we'll see how red I am when people listen to this. But I'm gonna go with a Bills win of twenty. 20- Three to sixteen. That is the over thirty nine and a half. Oh, it's forty one. The over no it, no it moved it, at least on my book it moved yeah. from forty one to thirty nine and a half. Okay, well then it'll get pretty dang close. I, I I do think there's gonna be some points. I think when teams are with the wind, there are gonna be some points scored. Um, th- these are two pretty decent offenses. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and just on the discussion of offenses, to me, and this is probably you know, not the smartest thing to do, but I have kind of been out on Mac Jones the entire year. Um, even, you know, I mean, going back before the year, like going into the draft, I'm like this fucking white unathletic guy from Alabama who had the greatest offensive weapons at his disposal of all time is he's going to be like mistake of a first round pick. And then Belichick drafted him. I'm like, well, shit, but I stuck to my take. I'm like, he's, he's going to be a bum. There have been points where I thought he might be and there have been points where I just I don't know look so wrong but to me this is like the deciding game if he plays really well today it's over like Patriots dynasty is back on whereas if he doesn't play really well today I might be like ah you know he he had a lot of good weapons at Alabama like he might not be that great so I'm that's to me this is a big test for him which is so stupid. Like he could play poorly and still have like a great 20 year career, you know, like this game doesn't mean shit, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm personally saying. Yeah. What are your, what, what are your thoughts on Mr. Mac? Yeah. So Mac Jones is kind of breaking the whole Alabama quarterbacks really struggling when they get to the NFL thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, Tua has been playing all right, but Tua was also hyped up beyond belief. I mean, the only reason Tua wasn't number one pick is because there were, health concerns after his uh, injury is whatever his last year at college. I know it wasn't his senior year, but um, so really all these Alabama quarterbacks that have come before have all struggled, struggled, struggled Um, Alabama. That's from the one position they really don't, you know, have players just go to the NFL and literally every other position, literally any other position you, you listen. Yeah. Linemen, defense, wide receiver. I mean, the wide receivers running backs are all over the NFL constantly. And yeah, quarterbacks have really been the one position they haven't had. They've had a lot of them drafted, yep. but as far as a lot of success. Um, yeah. I, I think he's just in the perfect situation for him right now. I mean, and, and that's where people kind of got to cool their jets as far. I mean, right now, Mac Jones obviously has been the best performing rookie quarterback. I don't even think it's close. He's also the one that's by far in the best situation. Um, yeah, if, if he if he 
you know, can, can beat the Bills. If he can get this team to the number one seed in the AFC, regardless of if they actually make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, what a, what a start to a career for a guy. Mm-hmm. And, and what a great and, – and the Patriots, and I – you have to respect what the Patriots can do. That's what I'll always – I hate the Patriots, but I respect what they can do. I mean, they've got a guy on a rookie contract now that they can just build around for a couple years. Get that guy a few more weapons. That's He really doesn't have that many weapons right now on offense. No, he really doesn't. So you get that guy some weapons, you could have a danger, dangerous Patriots team these next few years. But, yeah. No, nah, I mean, he, he's been playing good. I hope he – I hope when people are listening to this, he threw four picks in last night's game. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping for like two picks, two fumbles. Okay. Okay. Four, four total turnovers. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, there we go. Absolutely. Um, so this was, I've been thinking about this all day. The question got in my head and I just want to know your thoughts. If you have any, even give me your two cents on AirPods because I, I, I was late to the AirPod party when they first came out. I was in Iowa. I remember. And I, boldly had the take i'm like and remember it was like a flex like it was like a joke on twitter like oh i i can't you're so poor i can't hear you through my airpods stuff like that so i boldly said like i'm never gonna buy a pair of airpods until they come in different colors well that seemingly never ever happened finally you know like i was probably like a year ago broke down bottom and i'm i'm never going back like wireless wireless headphones are the absolute best like they're they're life-changing. Yeah, it sucks that they die, but that's it's really unfortunate. But wired headphones, do you know how much of do you, how many hours of my life I've spent like untangling headphones? Probably not that much, actually, if you aggregate the time, but it's just, I don't know. It always like made me so mad. So yeah, spit. Give me give give me some words on AirPods. So overall, I'm like, as far as headphones, I don't wear headphones a lot. That's one thing as like, I, I don't, I I do not wear headphones much at all. I do not have AirPods. I'm I'm old school. I've still got, still got the wires, which I I don't mind. Like there's something nice about like, if I've got them in, like usually the only time I've got them in is if I go for a walk, I definitely don't go for runs. I go for (laughs) walks sometimes, but if if I do that and I just got like tunes in and like, you can just kind of easily like take them out and they just kind of, like with AirPods, I don't know, like, what do you do if you need to take one out for a bit? Like you got to hold it in your hand rather than just like, it'll, it can kind of just like dangle there if it's still on a cord. That's a you fair point. That's, it. yep. That's a, that, that is a very fair point. That, that's the only thing I've ever thought is like, if you got to talk, like, you just got to sit there and hold that in your hand. Uh-huh. I feel like that'd be awkward. So I'm like, you're like, you're, you're jamming all of a sudden like, oh yeah, here, let me, let me hold this little AirPod while I talk to you. I don't know. Or I that's suppose funny. you can just. Cause I ran into someone today with my AirPods in and I like had to take one out and like, listen to them. And yeah. I was like, this is kind of fucking annoying. <laughs> so yeah. Well, yeah, you're mostly just singing, stop, talk to me. Let me keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. But no, I, overall, I'm not a big guy to talk to on. Okay. 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 That, that makes yeah. sense. I, I, mean, I, I just, just like don't. made up a take, just like been staunchly for against. I mean, I hardcore, hardcore against AirPods. Yeah, yeah. Well, aren't, isn't that the whole thing though? Now is like they're becoming like bad. Like now they're not in style for a while. Like you say, the whole joke was like, you know, if if you want to be like classy and bougie and whatever, like you get AirPods, and now 
all this, aren't they talking about how like some celebrities are like going back away from AirPods and stuff? The whole fads in and out, you know, it, fashion. Yeah, yeah. it's it's I d- I don't understand fashion or trends. I try to, but it's it's all a little. I I like what I like, and I think everyone should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but so well. So do you wear your AirPods a lot then? Like yeah, you, oh, you, big time, okay. big time. I'm like always listening. Generally, mo- I'm more of a podcast listener compared to like music. Like I listen, I, I listen to music, but I definitely like listen to other people have a conversation more than like I listen to them saying. Yeah. See, I guess the big advantage, as I, where I guess the big thing I've got is that, obviously, when I go to work, I can't listen to anything, and then when I'm home, I live alone. So if I'm going to listen to something, I can just play it because like, yeah. I, yeah i i don't like nobody else it's not like anybody else is like put damn headphones in it's like it's just <laughs> just me you know yeah. like i can just do what i want i can throw whatever do whatever i want on and just listen to it as, as i'm cooking supper do you live do you live in fargo oh yeah okay mm-hmm. okay I, I didn't know windy. if you live in fargo or just oh. outside i live in fargo okay. it's windy okay. yeah yeah flat and windy yeah. This is way off topic, but I know this is how this this episode's gonna go anyway. So I know this is way back in the group chat, like months ago. Um, I think you and DJ brought up that you and I is the windiest campus, yes, in, like in the U.S. And I, because right away when I saw that, I'm like, I don't know, boys. Have you ever come to like Fargo or Grand Forks? I mean, we've got just hellacious winds here at times. But I actually did some like. I just like Googled like windiest campuses on, on, uh, like on Google. And I'll actually give you guys credit. UNI, like it does pop up as like UNI is the windiest campus. Like DJ and I have no reason to lie. Like no reason to exaggerate. And, like, and, and it, why is that? Like what, what makes it so windy there? Like here I, in Fargo, yeah. big thing, like everything's just flat. flat like, yeah. We're in the Red River Valley. The wind just comes whipping through here. There's nothing to stop it. But like, I, what is it about UNI that makes it so windy? It's tough. It's tough. I have spent many hours pondering this exact fucking question and I can't come up with anything like, yeah, it's flat. Like Cedar Falls is flat, but so is like the rest of Iowa, you know, like I've been to other parts of Iowa, not nearly as windy. Like it's just as flat. The entire fucking state is flat. I don't get it. Like there is just something about that fucking town where I, 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 it is a miracle how windy it is there constantly like i rem- you could probably count for and so you know like i going to school there you know like i obviously don't live there or didn't live there during the summer like you could probably count on two hands how many days like where you just stepped outside we could just be like oh there's no fucking wind today like single digits for the entire year like it was just an insanity and so yeah, well, I, I I wish I knew why because then they could fucking figure out how to fix it. Maybe I don't I don't know I don't know. Start, start messing with climate. Yeah, uh-huh, just, start, uh-huh. just start messing with it. Start screwing with it. Get like, to go away. The the Trump guys will love this, but like build a wall. I don't know. Like block that shit. Like I I just <laughs> I'm I'm very anti winds. Like I don't mind the cold. Cold is fine. Cold is fine. But wind is just brutal. Yeah, no, at, well, not, like as a golfer, I I hate wind. Wind yep. is just wind is awful. Hate it. Shouldn't live in North Dakota if I hate wind because it's <laughs> I mean it's terrible all the time. 
Yeah. I mean, our, our, our joke, like where I'm from originally, the, the joke always is if, if the weather, the weather says the wind's going to be 10 to 15 miles per hour, you have to add those up and that's going to be the actual wind. <laughs> that, that's what we always, that, that's always joke. Oh, 10 yeah. to 15. Okay. So it'll blow 25 miles. Yeah. That's, that's basically how it is all the time. It sucks. But all right. So a little off topic there, but yeah, just, oh, yeah. I don't know why that just came to my mind right now, but. No, I have, this is the most important question I'll ever ask you on the show. When you're playing blackjack and you're Delta 12 and you're facing a two, do you hit? I think you have to. I you, always you do. You have to. You have I think to you have to. You yeah. absolutely have to hit. You yeah. have, like, I think you are an idiot if you don't fucking hit. Yeah. Well, no. And, and I actually, I remember, I saw this, I don't even know how I went deep down the rabbit hole one night and saw this video that actually talked about one of the most misplayed blackjack hands is a 12 against the three. And now you're actually supposed to hit the 12 against the three. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you are, when you are on a 12 and you hit, you have higher odds of making a hand 17 to 21. You have a five card, you have a five card possibility of making a hand and you only have a four card chance of busting. Yeah. Yeah. So odds are higher of making a hand out of that then mm-hmm. um, and i hate when dealers have twos i oh, damn near rather have the dealer have a 10 have an ace whatever when the dealer's got a two i always just want to be like all right just just take my money i don't even yep. want to see how this uh-huh. is going to play out because uh-huh. it's going to piss me off dude it's it's, the, it's like the ultimate signal when dealer like dealer has facing you're facing a two like you're just going to get little card little card little card somehow they get 21 like 100 percent the, the, the two the two is the perfect start to the five or six card 21 for the yep, dealer yep, like yep. all the time yep like you say two and then a four and then all of a sudden a seven now you're like oh yeah they're at 13 great <laughs> oh and then a three you're like oh now they're at 16 great now here's our here's our five yep oh Just, yeah the, the dealer having a two worst case situation I, I I just hate it. The only reason why I bring it up is I was at I was at the casino with the buddy just the other week and I swear and so it was like casino was dead. It was just me and him and we're playing and this guy's smart. He's also a gambler and so I guess he's technically sitting I mean we're in the middle of the table but it was just us two. He's sitting third base and I swear like six different times he had a 12 versus a two. And the first one he did, the first one he didn't hit, he stayed. I'm like, excuse me? Like, what are you, like, what are you doing, bro? Like, why did, no, you got to hit that. He's like, no, no, I like, I don't hit 12 versus two. I'm like, what? I swear. It was, I think it was like five times he had a 12 versus two. We lost every single one of them, like in miraculous fashion. It was so, so, so disgusting. And anyways, I, I'm going to make him listen to this and listen to you just explain like, yeah, you need to fucking hit. I mean, you should even hit a 12 against a three. Yeah. So yeah. you should. Now here's a, here's a good question. Have you ever played with somebody who doubles down on 12s against bus cards? Never. Like fives and sixes. Have you ever seen a guy double down I've on 12? Seen, I've seen Jersey Jerry does it when they, they, I just saw that they were like live streaming them playing blackjack and he was dub He was doubling 12s against like everything. Like, so I, one night I'm playing blackjack. It's just me and this guy and he's, he's just doubling 12s against bus cards. And I don't know what, I swear to God, this, you wouldn't think you'd end up with that many. I swear to God, he ended up with like a ton of them that night. I'm just constantly watching this guy double down on 12s against bus cards. And 
I understand the odds to it. Like, yeah, I, I, I get the fact that you only have four cards in the deck that are going to make you bust. I totally get that. It went, it was a disaster for that. Guy. <laughs> he busted constantly. It was just like, oh, double down on a 12. Oh, here's a jack bust. Next time. Oh, here's a king bust. Oh. So maybe it would work sometimes, but it was an absolute disaster for this guy that night. I'm just like watching this guy and I'm like, oh my God, dude, like at some point you got to quit, not. Nah. I suppose once you start, you just got to keep doubling them. Yeah. You think your odds are going to change. But no, that guy, that guy probably lost. I, I don't even, he probably lost a couple hundred bucks just because he was doubling on 12s rather than staying. Like it was, yeah. That's, I, and that's the only time I've ever seen somebody double down on 12s. I couldn't play with someone like that. Like I couldn't be at that table. I'd be like, what the hell are you doing, bro? Like, I, I don't know. I don't get, so are you big into the whole like, or of just like, oh, yes. everybody's got to play yes. their cards perfectly yes. or you screw us over? For fucking sure, I am. See, that's not me because I just, my mind, when it comes to statistics and odds, I'm like, all cards are random. Like, you could play a hand dumb as hell and it might actually benefit us. Like, there's no proven evidence to like say, oh, just like, yep, this guy over here, our anchor, he screwed us by staying on whatever number rather than hitting and then like, oh, the dealer made it. It's like, you have no idea. Everything's random. I, I don't I don't get too into that. But I know some people like they'll just walk away from a table if there's somebody not playing right. Like they'll just walk away. They'll just be like, yeah, I'm out of here. Screw this. I'm so I'm I, I try to hold people accountable. Like when you do something stupid and it fucks us, like I'm mad. But I'm also like I'm I'm fair, I'm equitable. Like if you do something out of the ordinary and you're sitting third base and it saves us, I'll be like, hey, nice job. Like you like way to go. Like I'll, I'll, so I, you know, I think I think that's fair. Like I won't just sit there silent silently if you hit like a 14 versus a three and you get a you know, you get a seven that would have screwed us and said the dealer yeah. boss. Like then it'll be like nice, nice hands, like way to save the yeah. table, bro. Like yeah. So yeah, that's 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 my thoughts on the matter. Um, so biggest college football story that um you know released today, um Manny Diaz, Miami, getting kicked out, and Mario Cristobal, new head coach. That whole situation to me is just freaking wild. Like, did you see? Did you see just how much this year they're paying head coaches? Yeah. So. Just, I, I guess, to dive into that quickly, as far as the money being thrown in general at these head coaches, the whole wild coaching carousel we've had, the money being thrown at these coaches, it's, I, I don't know if it's just a response to like colleges finally being like, all right, we're allowing the whole name and likeness thing for college players so they can start making more money. So now we kind of have this. Like, I guess we can start paying. Obviously, they've been paying coaches millions of dollars for a lot of years, but now it just seems like it's just like escalating so quickly. And yeah. the amount of money they're dishing out for buyouts and all this stuff, it's like, I don't know if it's just a response to like, hey, you can't get mad at us for paying these coaches a ton of money because we are like kind of paying players now. Yeah. I mean, not directly, but players are being allowed to make money because before you can't be paying coaches too too much money if your players are all just sitting there doing all the work and not doing the damn thing but i don't know it it has been crazy the amount of money it it just shows you that college football like just the the machine it is as far as the money it makes and that's i hope we get an expanded playoff i don't see why we wouldn't i mean 
we've oh. got to get more than four teams because of the money that can be made. Like, and that, that's been my thought the whole time is like, regardless of anything NCAA, how are you guys not in favor of just you greedy people just want to make all this money? Like the money that can be made off of televising for, you know, like playoff games is just insane. And yeah, clearly the money's there because they're just colleges are just dishing it out left and right. Do you anybody. know how cool it would be if like Oklahoma State and Notre Dame and like Utah were just all gonna be in the playoffs? Well, yeah. Did you see so I cool. can't remember where I saw it on Twitter, but like somebody tweeted out like if you had a 12, 12 team playoff, like what the bracket would I look like. I haven't seen that, no. And I'm just like, who who looks at this and thinks like, no, we don't want this? Like, nah. <laughs> it's like how how do you not look at that and just be like, that sounds like the greatest fucking thing I've ever seen. And I don't understand like, the like one argument where people are like, well, it will make the regular season mean less. Like, no, it won't. Like, or maybe if it will, it will be like marginal at best. Like, I, I, I don't think it does. If you do it, at least the way as I've heard proposed, I don't know what they're actually looking at. But if you do it there, you get 12 teams, top four still get a first round bye. Then you have, you know, your five and 12, 11, six, whatever play. And, and in that round, you have the five through eight seeds get to play that game at home. Then it makes it matter a lot because you're giving yeah, your first yeah. four seeds a bye. Mm-hmm. You're giving five through eight home field advantage in that first game. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, so then like, everyone will absolutely be playing balls. It, it, ball. it's, it's still, it still means something. It still matters. It, it's not like all these games, like, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, I do understand there is a little bit there is a little added energy like that Oklahoma state game right at the end, how they're literally like on the goal line fighting for their season to survive or not. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. That's maybe kind of cool. Now would they have made it anyway? I don't know. Had they won, would they have jumped Cincinnati into the four spot? Who knows? But I get that you do have like that excitement around a single game, but also who who cares? Let's let's get let's get college playoff games that are like that that finish yes, like that. Yes, it'll be the yeah. same excitement. It'll be yep. the absolute same excitement, same like just nervousness around it for the players and everything. Just yeah, it'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Just so going back to Manny Diaz and Miami. So this year alone, Manny Diaz Manny Diaz's buyout nine million dollars. The money they had to pay. Oregon to take Cristobal was $8 million. And then the money they're giving to Cristobal, $9 million. $26 million to one guy to not do his job. And then for one other guy to do that same fucking job. Just absurdity. No, and it it is absurd. I know I I saw that just talking about, and the whole argument all along with like not paying players is like, oh, like we don't have the money to pay these guys. And it's like, Oh, clear, clearly there's money there. I mean, you look at, yeah, the, the contracts that these new guys are getting. It's just insane. And, and we all know, like, Nick Saban's just over there smiling because he knows he's just going to reap the benefits of all this. All, all oh, these yeah. long-term. If he, if he wants just, to, he could renegotiate his deal every year for just way Well, more. I'm pretty sure he, I guess, I don't know if he does every year, but pretty sure he, like, constantly renegotiates his deal yeah. to just make – a shit ton of money and deservingly so i hate alabama Alabama. hate nick saban but he deserves all the money that they like how much more money is saban worth than like mario cristobal 
you know, yeah. Double, it's, yeah, astronomically double? more, I yeah. would think. Yeah. But, so oh. I, I got to find this on Twitter. I don't know. I, I retweeted this because it's just, it's too funny that this happened. But um, this is from this Jim Weber on, on Twitter way back on September 11th. Just kind of like tweeted out some joke about like, we are start, uh, Miami fans, we are starting to think about bringing Mario Cristobal home. And freezing cold takes responded to that tweet. Funny to think they even have a 0.0001% chance to hire him. Oh my God. Freezing cold takes got freezing cold Freezing cake. cold takes tweeted a freezing cold take. Oh, that should go viral. It, I, I, well, I know this guy's tweet. When I retweeted it, it already had 600 some retweets and stuff yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's too funny. You know, whoever runs that freezing cold takes account is just like, I can't believe I got like uh-huh. that. He got trapped into that. It's yep. just too funny oh that's hilarious i'm gonna have to go back and find that that's fucking yeah. cool. so does freezing cold takes retweet their own reply acknowledging that it's freezing cold takes? i would, I would they should that. i mean if if you have any you know dignity in what the purpose of your account is you would think yep. you would but i don't know I, I haven't checked into that yet but i saw that on twitter and just like burst out laughing <laughs> so pumba mr mr cakes um, I was just kind of wondering, do you have any thoughts regarding the whole MLB lockout? So baseball, kind of a, I don't want to say dying sport, but as far as fan interest, obviously is fading. I'm a big baseball guy. I grew up as a big Twins fan, still a pretty big Twins fan. Um, baseball lockout, I obviously now we're so early in the process, like there's not a whole lot to worry about, but I more so rely my brother's like super big into twins and baseball. So he reads a lot more than I do. So I just kind of go off some things I hear from him whenever I talk to him. And I, from what I understand, there actually are some pretty big concerns as far as like actually getting, you know, the season going potentially that, that there could be a lot of blocks in the way as far as just where both sides are coming from and what they want. It would be my only take on it is it would be a disaster for baseball to not have the regular season start on time. That's like, th- th- that's my only thought as far as I'm not super, I guess, caring. I well, obviously I think have some sort of a season and we're obviously a long, long ways from anything bad happening out of this, yeah, yeah. but baseball, the, the players association and, and the owners have to realize like you're as a sport, you're already fading in popularity you you have to get this done so that you get a season going on time that's that's all i know you've got a lot of time to do it yet but you have to make sure it happens yeah your sport cannot survive that i'm real curious as to like how contentious and how yeah just like angry these two sides get with one another like i i I just can't see it all like kind of going smoothly and like there's no one, you know, just like months before, like no one's worried about starting on time. Like, I think it will start to get down to the wire a little bit, but there's just so much money on the line. Like there's no way that they don't come to a deal, you know? I I agree, but I don't know. I think a lot of them must go back to the whole COVID thing. Cause obviously you did have a lot of lost income for, for owners and things like that. I mean, baseball is, certainly a sport. I mean, baseball, you get 81 
home games a year. I mean, you're bringing in, you, you need those games to bring in major, major revenue. I mean, That's obviously like hot dogs. Yeah. I mean, hot obviously dogs. football and stuff. And I guess, I don't know the breakdown of like percentages, obviously football makes a ton of money through TV deals and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause you have a very, very limited amount of games and I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to act like I'm an expert as far as like, Oh, here's the percentage NBA and NFL and MLB organizations make off of different, you know, fragments of their business. But in general, baseball, baseball losing 81 home games, I know was a very, very big deal. Um, cause, well, they even had a lot of debate. I mean, as much as they were given the okay to start the season with COVID going on, there was still a lot of debate of if there would be one because the whole thing of the players still wanted to get obviously paid a lot of money and the owners are sitting there saying, Hey guys, we have nobody in the stands to watch you. Like we can't afford to pay you this. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I really don't know a ton of, ton of details on the whole lockout situation. I just, obviously anytime there's a lockout, I mean, in every sport, we've basically seen it. Um, usually they get resolved. Yep. I'm sure this will at some point, but, but baseball, baseball's just got a lot of things to fix to, just to make the sport, j- just to get people back, back into it. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And just management seems so fucking dumb on the MLB side, like juicing the balls one year, then deading them. And it's like all out in the open. Like, it's like, no one really denies it anymore. And now not like the story of last year, that the story that just came kind of came out about last year, they were using two different balls. Yeah, they like switched the baseballs all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I, I saw that too. I didn't read into that really, but I saw that headline and I'm like, doesn't surprise me. Seems like something baseball would do. I oh, mean, absolutely. Like, yeah. I don't understand more than half of the decisions Rob Manfred has made and his fucking weird tenure as commissioner like i just straight up i I don't understand his his fucking thought process on a whole lot yeah i mean obviously yeah when when the balls were juiced and we had a ton of home runs i mean that that is great as far as people wanting to watch that baseball has switched into this very much like hit home runs strike out or walk i mean that's what that, that that's all you're getting now from players i mean the the whole thought of players hitting you know three 320 with only five homers and stealing all these bases like that's kind of, i mean there's some players out there that maybe still do that but that that whole thing is gone i mean you've got even you've got second baseman well like ho, ho, uh, jose altuve just this little guy second baseman but i mean the dude's hitting bombs i mean that's what people it's want like, everybody it's like bombs. locked for 30 dingers a year yeah it, it used to be your middle infielders were just yeah those guys i just think back to those twins days when you had like Nick Punto and just all those guys, they weren't hitting home runs. You know, they're hitting singles, doubles, whatever. They're stealing bases. They're just running the bases aggressively, mm-hmm. you know, bunting guys to advance and things like that. And now we've just, yeah, things have totally switched to where, I mean, you want, you want your second baseman and shortstops just hitting, hitting, yeah, 20 to 30 bombs a year. Yep. One thing you just brought it up, stealing in baseball. This is my, I will die with this take. Forever. Like, I will go to my fucking grave screaming from the top of the mountains about this take. For the life of me, I don't understand why teams don't double steal more. Seriously, it doesn't, like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's so successful. It works so frequently, like, so many of the times that I watch it, like, actually, you know, like, one out of every fucking 50 games that you watch, someone puts on a double steal. It works, dude. It puts such tremendous pressure on the defense and the catcher, and, like, 
you can't get them both out. Like you just yeah. physically fucking can't like, especially in tight yeah. games when I don't know. Oh, it's, but anyways, I will, I will fight anyone about this. Like teams need a double steal more. If I was a manager, I would put on the double steal all the fucking time, all the time, all the time. Yep. That's a big thing. I like Rocco Baldelli as far as a twins manager, but the Minnesota twins do not steal bases. Like that is not part of, Rocco's thing apparently the twins do not steal bases they have byron buxton who they've just apparently like failed to ever like teach to steal bases and apparently he's even said something about like yeah he's like not very comfortable stealing bases and it's like it doesn't make if, any sense it, it doesn't make any sense because if out of when he was coming up through the minors how it'd be like hey byron all you're doing at practice for the next three months is practicing stealing bases like just just go, go, go. Anytime that guy gets on first base, he should automatically be on second. It shouldn't even be a it's, doubt. It's weird. Like, it's way more of an art. And, like, some people have it and others don't, yeah. like, stealing bases. Like, it's not just speed. It's I mean, it's mostly just reading and getting a jump on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, you, you've, you've obviously got to learn, yeah, getting your lead and then, yeah, getting a jump. I mean, obviously being fast. I mean, being as fast as Bucks, and he wouldn't even have to get that good of jumps, and he's still going to make it. I mean, whenever you watch playoff baseball, and I watch, because that is the one time you do see, like, meaningful steals. Like, you get those teams that get aggressive in the playoffs, and, I mean, those are the teams that can do well. You get a leadoff walk, and if you get that guy to steal second, that's that's absolutely oh, you, huge. You have a runner scoring position. Like, yeah. That, that's absolutely yeah, yeah. And – yeah, in general, the Twins, I'd have to look up stats, but I'm pretty sure in most of Rocco's years with the Twins, they've been very much towards the bottom, bottom of, the league of the stolen bases. Just because, yeah, mostly because they just aren't really trying. And mm-hmm. that's, I mean, how, how Buxton, well, he's hurt all the time, so it wouldn't matter. But, like, that, I mean, that guy should be, if he'd be healthy, that guy should be stealing 40 bases a 40 year. 40 bases a year, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Except yeah, that's the biggest if in the world, him being healthy. Yeah, absolutely. That's... Yeah, and that's obviously been his big thing. But, no, in general, baseball, just quick back to the whole lockout thing. I I hope they get it resolved. I think they will. But it's kind of you – can, you can even kind of tell. Like, nobody – with football going on, basketball starting, like, it's just – like, nobody's even really caring about it right now at this point. Yep. Obviously, nothing's going to get settled till fairly late because that's just how these things work because that's how you finally get – two sides come to an agreement. I mean, right now, nobody's really going to budge as far as, oh, well, this is what we want. This is what you want. Well, nobody's going to start budging this time of the year. It's going to become January, February, where they're finally like, well, um, you know, we're supposed to to have pitchers and catchers report here on uh, (laughs) next next Tuesday, and it's uh, Friday at 3 p.m. right now. Uh, We better get something sorted out here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we, we rented a boardroom. Do you guys want to bring your lawyers over and maybe start this dialogue up again? Yeah, start, start getting this thing going. Yep. All right, my last question I'm going to ask you, Army-Navy over under, what is it, 35 and a half? Yeah. I need to know, are you on the over or are you on the under? I don't know, what did I see on Twitter? Like the, the unders like hitting at 80 to 85%. In- 940 and one in their last fucking 51 i think yeah it's it's insane so that makes you think under i don't know what the well does the weather i was gonna say i don't know what the weather's gonna be like but does that matter because these no. teams aren't throwing the ball so yeah. i don't know why i would even bring that up yeah Ex- excuse that take doesn't matter what the weather is 
Um, but yeah, weather, I'm glad you brought it up. Weather does not matter. Well, yeah, I mean, it really doesn't, unless it's like a hurricane out there or something, but no, it, it really doesn't matter. But hey, I, I think let's get this over. I, I think, I think these teams are going to be able to score enough. Yeah. What is it? I think it's 35 and a half, isn't it? Yeah, 35 and a half. Yep. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I think, I, I think we're going to get a little action. I, I think we're going to get, we're going to get some points. It's not going to be super high scoring. I don't know if you want to hit alt over. That'd be a little aggressive. That'd be a little. Want to go there. Some crazy good odds, though. I, I don't know if you want to go alt over. Maybe if you're feeling real ballsy. But hey, I I think so. I think let's let's go, let's go for this over. Let's hit that over. I'm totally I with you. So. Anytime to me, anytime a score of twenty to seventeen like smashes the over, I'm in. Like I just am. Yeah, I you if anything, you we need what like 17 to 17 and then just go to overtime. Like yeah, that's that's, that's what you gotta play for. Yep. 17 so 17 is literally play, lock. Play for OT. Just yep, ha- hammer that in. It's gonna get it's going the over is hitting because this game's going to OT. I want that'd be a sick parlay. Oh. Does the game go to overtime parlayed with the over? Have, have you ever bet on a game like the you know a lot of Obviously, they like offer the whole overtime or no. Have you ever bet on a overtime prop? No, I once bet that a game would end in a tie, which you get crazy odds for. And the game went to OT, but then it did not end in a tie. That's I did the same. I can't remember. This was years ago, and I can't even remember who played. But I, I remember going into the game thinking, like, can I what I wanted to do? You know, I was I'm in a pick'em league, and I'm like, can I bet that that this game goes to overtime. I'm like, I wish one of my options was this game goes to overtime and I want, you know, like great odds in this. And of course, of course it went to overtime and yeah, it didn't finish in a tie, yeah. but it's like th- once in a while you do kind of get those games where you just, you know, they're super evenly matched. Mm-hmm. But hey, this Monday night football game we got coming up, watch that thing go to OT. Wouldn't, would not be a stunner if that game went to OT. No. If this game goes to OT now, after I say that, I'm going to, I'm going to freak, I'm going to freak like you should sprinkle something on OT. Yeah, right? I don't know. I'm I, I'm currently I'm taking a few days off from, yeah. from sports betting. I had a heartbreaking heart heartbreaking weekend in a lot of ways. The Vikings. I'm not a Vikings fan, but that touchdown at the end cost me a lot of money. What what were the defenders doing on that play? They're I mean they're they're just going to cover the back five yards of the end zone and forget about the the front five. Like it. I I. Uh... I wish I knew. I wish I knew. And what sucks is like that should be a fireable offense for Coach Zimmer, but you just can't really fire a coach going into a short week. Bikes play the Steelers yeah. on Thursday. So he's just gonna be around and everyone's gonna know that he's gonna get fired. You you, you think it's coming Friday morning? Um, if we lose to the Steelers for sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, for, for sure if they lose. But even if they win. If we win, we if we win, we won't fire. Him. I I you don't think so? I see, like, it's just all over social media, everywhere you look. It's just, like, fire Zimmer, fire Zimmer, fire Zimmer. I don't um, think the, the Vikings, I feel like just ownership and management doesn't like the idea of firing a coach. And, like, he's, I'm sure internally, like, he's well-respected. Like, I, no, I'm not, like, I'm, I am sure internally he's well-respected. Like, I feel like they wouldn't do that to him. But I don't know. Fuck, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's true. I, I could see them just, yeah, doing the whole respect thing, let it, letting the season play out. 
fire him after the season. Let things go. We aren't going to make the play if we don't make the playoffs with him. Like we aren't going to make the playoffs with an interim head coach. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up episode ninety-eight. Thank you uh, to Soup for hosting his first ever show and for Pumba. As you can tell, um, they don't know how to run a computer yet. So uh, little minor technical difficulties. Part of the show got cut off. So uh, appreciate the gentleman and uh, hope everybody enjoyed the first uh, 42 minutes of the podcast. They promise to do better. And uh, Soup promises that his computer will not die uh, come Friday for episode 99. So come back for episode 99. Pumba and Soup will be back, and it should be another fire episode by the boys. That is episode 98 of the Mount Lockmore podcast. Find all the sports handicappers here at the Coda Sports Gambling Network at Coda Cappers on Twitter, or you can search up www. Cappers.com for daily blogs, daily betting content, and a bunch of bowl game action coming at you starting uh, later this week and coming at you for the rest of 2021. Thank you as always, and we will see everybody on Friday. Peace.